1: Welcome back afternoon drive. Goodman Mason watches MileISports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Maze Denver at Eric Goodman. you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime. A lot of guys out there, listen, I feel your pain. I know the frustration of hair loss. So I finally decided to do something about it. And I mean, do the right thing about it. I went to go see my guy, Dr. McCracken, at Denver Hair Surgery. You can find them at denverhairsurgery.com. I was really tired of losing my hair. Truth be told, I had two hair transplants in the past, and they sucked. And they sucked for a couple of reasons. One, they... Cut this huge strip out of the back of my head, and it was painful. The recovery was not pleasant at all, and it really didn't work, truth be told. Went to Dr. McCracken, consulted with him. He said there's new technology. He has the latest technology. He didn't have to cut into the back of my head, and I can honestly tell you, there is forget about no pain. No pain at all, but no discomfort. It was comfortable enough, honestly. I didn't need the nitrous oxide. I didn't need the Valium before we actually started the procedure, and if you look at my Twitter feed, I actually took a video while it was going on. That's how pain-free it was, and there was no discomfort, no pain when it was all over. And now I'm going to be growing back my own hair, thanks to Dr. McCracken at DenverHairsurgery.com. I really didn't realize it could be this easy. And if you are losing your hair, go to DenverHairsurgery.com. Mention you heard this to save 500 bucks. Mention you heard it on the show. Go to DenverHairsurgery.com. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in
1: Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. All right, mate, so we did a Twitter poll. Which of these is the most important for the Broncos to get right in the offseason? Owner, head coach, quarterback. What did people say on Twitter?
2: Quarterback by a... P- Fairly overwhelming margin. Fifty-three point two percent of voters said, "Let's get quarterback right," and that was followed by twenty-four point three percent saying ownership, and twenty-two point five percent saying coaching. Give me those numbers again. Uh, I actually just closed the hang on. I just closed the window here. 53.2% 53.2% quarterback, 24.3% yep. ownership, 22.5% coaching.
1: I can see why people would say ownership. I agree with. I agree that it's quarterback. But if you have an owner like a Daniel Snyder, you're going to pick the wrong quarterback like he did with Robert Griffith. If you have an owner like Jerry Jones who nearly got his way, he would have had Paxton Lynch instead of Dak Prescott. Not all owners are like those guys who meddle all of the time. So I agree with ownership being high. It shouldn't be as high as head coach though. Now, Not even close.
2: Yeah. And, and really the only to me of those three, the only answer that is difficult to f- to defend being the most important is head coach. That's a clear number three. And the reason why I'm going to put ownership ahead of QB, you just alluded to it. If you get owner wrong, that means you probably mess up multiple QB decisions potentially because you well, do have Dan it, well, Snyder because you do have Dan Snyder uh, meddling that's you get the wrong and the other thing is a quarterback if you get that wrong okay that messes you up for a few years but then maybe you get the next quarterback right a few years down the line if you get ownership wrong you're messed up for decades potentially as a yeah. franchise
1: I am with you on that. So I use the example of Jerry Jones where he really wanted Paxton Lynch, Daniel Snyder, who told Mike Shanahan, you are drafting Robert Griffith. Okay, that's your guy. And then, of course, Shanahan spited him talking about Snyder and still took her cousins in the fourth round. That is a rarity in the NFL, owners that meddle, But this is where owners do get it wrong. Hiring the wrong GM. Kind of like the mess of the McCaskey family that I covered in Chicago. They are a hot dumpster fire mess and they hired Ryan Pace over George Payton. I'm not saying Payton's going to be the end all be all. We know Pace is a disaster from just one move that he made. He traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky and gave up a ton, traded up to get Trubisky. And after Trubisky, A couple guys were taken, Deshaun Watson and Mahomes. So you can have an owner hire the wrong GM. But the truth is, I think coach is incredibly important, even more so than owner, because I don't think Joe Montana is Joe Montana without Bill Walsh. I really don't. And honestly, I'm not so sure if Tom Brady is Tom Brady in the early part of his career without Bill Belichick.
2: But I'm also pretty confident that Bill Belichick isn't Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. I mean they That's they, not what I mean. they, need, talk, they needed each other. The two of them needed
1: needed each other. But systems, yeah. systems matter. And if you want to take Belichick out of it, that's fine. Yeah. But the thing but Belichick what if, hired what, the right.
2: But what is harder Bel- to find in to, in today's day and age, and what is either easier to overcome? Frankly, it if you have a great quarterback and a mid-tier coach, you can still be successful with that. But if you have a great coach and a mid-tier quarterback, your season might look a lot like the New Orleans Saints this past year or the New England Patriots when they went 7-9 and nine in 2020. In this, give me your top in this th- day and age.
1: Give me your top three head coaches of all time. And generally speaking, if I said you give me your top five, they will all have the same thing in common. Uh, top. Just for fun, give me top
2: Top, three, me your top, top three head coaches or top five? How yep. many do you want?
1: Do top three.
2: Okay. Uh, some, some combination of Vince Lombardi, Joe Gibbs, and Bill Belichick.
1: Okay. And then give me two more.
2: Uh, Don Shula and... Yep. Um, how in the
1: world are you not putting Bill Walsh on this I'm list? I'm
2: getting, I'm getting to Walsh. I mean, Walsh. I'm yeah. putting Walsh in there. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's fine. With that, four of them have one thing in common: Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I would argue the two greatest coaches of all time are Bill Parcells and Joe Gibbs. Bill Parcells went to th- went to Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks and won two. Neither of them are going in the Hall of Fame: Sims and Hostetler. Also went to a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe and Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three guys who are not going into the Hall of Fame: Theismann, Williams, and Rippin. That is the importance of a head coach.
2: That's also from another time, though. I'm I don't think Joe Gibbs would have that same level of success today with that quarterback level. Now he did he he did get a league MVP season out of Joe Theismann. So, for a brief moment, he had Theismann as an elite quarterback. But I, th- but on the whole, if you had Joe Gibbs today with mostly kind of mid-tier quarterbacks, I do not believe that team would win three Super Bowls in ten years as Washington did. That is, I think I, I don't think they would. That that is how I be- that is how the sport has changed.
1: I know the sport has changed, but by nineteen ninety two. When Gibbs won with Mark Rippon, it was a quarterback league with Marino and Kelly and Elway. It was it a was quarterback becoming, league, but it, it, was, it was very much, it's different today. I understand yes. that, but still very much a quarterback league. And Montana was playing at that time. Right. But, that, but, you, but you
2: had, but you had, with those coaches, you had Super Bowls in the middle, in the midst of that, won by teams led by Jeff Hostetler and and Mark right. Rippon, and then fast forward to about a, a decade later as you get in the early 2000s you had mm-hmm. a run of years where the Super Bowl where the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks were Trent Dilfer with a great defense
1: well, but those Tom Brady in his defenses. first
2: year as a star, as a starter, and and yep. Brag Bragg Johnson, you can, look, you can win a Super Bowl with a great defense, but you're not going to win multiple ones, and that's been proved, and that's been proven if you don't have a great quarterback, and that's that's why the Ravens of 2000, the Bucks of 02, even the Broncos of 15 with Peyton Manning struggling toward the end, and and the Bears of 85. That's why that's part of why these were one-off champions, while the Steel Curtain got forced to Bowls back in the 70s.
1: No, their defense is pretty stinking good.
2: Yeah, but the Steelers—I don't think they would have won four without Terry Bradshaw being Super Bowl MVP
1: twice. Well, then you then you just made my argument for me. Thank you. Right, they won Super Bowls because of helping big time with Terry Bradshaw, and now now we're going over a decade later with Joe Gibbs.
2: Yeah, and and right. I and I, and, and, yeah, I, I, and again, we are, my,
1: I, I didn't yeah. realize you make my argument for me. No,
2: thank you. Well, who's who is the lat look? Look at the last at the last decade. How many teams have won Super Bowls without Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the NFL? The
1: game has the, the game has well. Yeah, you and I've had that conversation right. too many times. I say that all the time. Yeah, I say that all the time.
3: Yeah. This By the way, yeah. I saw some. I Go saw
1: ahead. something on Twitter today, and I and I want to point this out, where people said have said about Dan Quinn, the guy could not. Look at what the guy did over the final three years of his career as the head coach of the Falcons with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, to me, is a borderline Hall of Famer. He might make it in, okay? And people give Kyle Shanahan all the credit, right? Right. Does anybody remember? Does anybody remember what Mike Shanahan had in his first year with the Oakland Raiders? Would you like to know who he had on offense? Because I'll tell you, he had uh, he, he had
2: he had Jay Schrader. And Steve Berline.
1: Yeah. And you also had Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, uh, James Lofton, and oh, and Tim Brown. Basically four Hall of Famers on offense. And they were seven and nine.
2: Yeah, he did. He they had go- that. And 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 remember at that I, point. I don't know. No, I know. Yeah.
1: That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. So, so you want to tell me about, you know, well, well, he had Matt Ryan. Look what Mike Shanahan had. And he's yeah. a great offensive mind, terrific offensive coach. Who would you rather have? Jay Schrader is your quarterback, or Matt Ryan? Well, Who would you rather have? Well, one Ryan? thing. But one thing I will oh, say let me, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me ask. Let me no, ask the question. But I think I, I don't think the, it's right to I bring in Mike question? Shanahan.
2: But okay. It's
1: can right. I ask the question? Who Go would ahead. you rather have? J- Who would you rather have? Ryan and Julio Jones, or Jay Schrader, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and James Lofton.
2: Well, the, the thing is, though, Mike Shanahan. When he was with the Raiders, yes, you'd rather have that. But don't forget, that was before he went to San Francisco. And the Shanahan offense that we came to know was largely based on the principles that he picked up when he worked three years with the forty, with the 49ers, uh, George Seifert was the coach, but they were all Bill Walsh type of principles that he brought to Denver. The Shanahan offense that we talk about, the men, the method of teaching that goes to Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and their acolytes, hey. that didn't exist when Mike Shanahan was a head coach for the first time.
1: So what you're saying is guys can actually improve if they get fired from their first head coaching job and then take a second head coaching job. That's what you're suggesting. It's
2: it's stunning, isn't it, when you consider that 17 Uh, of the last uh. 25 Super Bowls were won by guys who were retreads and had largely been fired. Shanahan, fired. Belichick, fired. Andy Reid, fired. Tom Coughlin won a couple Super Bowls, fired.
1: Gary Kubiak. Fired. fired. And people will say, well, he had Peyton Manning. Well, you know what? I got news for you. He did, but he really didn't. He got a quarter of Peyton Manning the year they won that Super Bowl. Right. A quarter of him. Coming up after the break, big weekend, divisional playoffs. We've already talked about the Chiefs, Bills. What about the Bengals, Titans, 49ers, Packers, Rams, Bucks? We'll make our predictions next.
0: With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's
1: Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches smiley You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com.
1: Okay, Mace. Um... Got some big games this weekend. Really big games this weekend. They should. We be. talked about the. We talked about the Chiefs Bills. That's the final game on Sunday night. Um, I I'm picking the Bills, but it's a I, I'm I'm picking them with my heart, as I told you. Very good friend of mine, play-by-play guy for the Bills. He's been with the Bills forever. He and you know, I used to anchor together WKBW Television in Denver, or excuse me, in Buffalo. And then my cousins are from Buffalo. My aunt is still a huge Bills fan. I have to pick them. And I, it's impossible. I can't believe I'm picking against Patrick Mahomes, but I am. But I am. <laughs> and you are taking Mahomes. I'm and quite taking- frankly, that's the smart play. Yeah. Okay. Bengals Titans.
2: Yeah. Derrick Henry's been back for the Titans in this game, but uh, he's going to have a steel plate in his foot as he continues recovering, and so it's fair to wonder if Derrick Henry is going to be all. That he usually is. And if he's not. This is going to be more like a Titans team. That certainly has some consistency issues. Down the stretch. Uh, sometimes uh, you know, like the 49er game. For example. Struggled early. Came back late. Titans defense may be the most improved unit. In the season. Uh, in the league over the course of the season. From where they were at the start. To where they were at the end. But. I think the Bengals are a little better team right now. I'm going Cincinnati with the upset.
1: Huh? Well, I think Cincinnati is a year too early. Would you agree with that? I think a lot of people thought they'd be really good next year. Yes, but um, I think they've
2: grown. But I think they've grown by leaps and bounds this year. Yeah, and and the I'll other thing that, the other the other thing that's interesting with Cincinnati is also if they play to their peak. Yeah. They're, they're legitimately elite, but it's a question of whether they can do that.
1: Well, um, by the way, I'm texting back and forth with somebody about the coaching search right now. I'm going to have some uh, news coming up at uh, 5.30, uh, so I'll just kind of tease it that way. Um, they're going to they're gonna bracket Jamar Chase talking about the Titans. So somebody is going to have to come up big for them outside of chase. If somebody has a big game, I like the Bengals chances as well. But, but I'm going to go back to something that you said uh, when the Broncos played the Bengals. And it's exactly what you just said. When they are at their peak, they are really hard to beat. So you really think they'll be at their peak? I think they'll be, it,
2: I think they'll be close to it. And one thing you talked about the bracketing of Jamar chase, and that's yeah. what you can expect. Yeah, But the thing is, with the Bengals is that they have weapons other than Chase. They've, you know, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Ozoma, and then Joe Mixon. If they if they want to play, if the Titans want to say, okay, let's make this a smash mouth game and let's slow it down, the Bengals are more than happy to counter with that and give the ball to Joe Mixon a bunch. They can play any style of game you
1: ask them to. 49ers Packers.
2: Green Bay, and actually, even though the last time they played in the playoffs, yeah. it was a right. blowout for the Niners, right. and it was a tight game early this season in Santa Clara, I don't think this game is close. I think Green Bay comes in and, and puts the hammer down in this game.
1: Yes, and listen, Bosa is kind of iffy in this game. I know he's going to play. I know he's been cleared to play. Uh, but yeah, Bosa he was actually captured the-
2: today, taking a leak uh, outside at a high school. Like, there's a photo on TMZ sports of him taking a le- taking a leak on what looked like like a fence at a high school
1: what in- uh, electric fence or and what do you mean by taking a leak I don't understand oh that they were that.
2: they were having a walk through practice today at a high school in Green Bay and TMZ sports just caught him taking a leak on the mm. against the fence because there was nothing available
1: <laughs> why don't you well, can't you just say relieving himself I think we all know what that means
2: why not because taking a leak is a fun term to say I think so too, Mace. Yeah, thank you, Danny.
1: Listen, listen, Bailey. Okay, Rams, Bucks.
2: <laughs> I am contractually obligated way, by, to by, pick by Tampa way. Bay.
1: Mm-hmm. By the by, the way, um, I'm going to go with the Niners. Oh, I think I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with all I'm going to go with all road teams. Okay. Yep, I'm going to go with all road teams. I think the Rams will win this one, be because of their defense. And if they can find a way to get pressure on Brady with four, then I think they win.
2: You know something? The Von Miller could be difference-making in this game. Now, Tristan yeah. Wirfs injured last that, week. That, that's, Ryan that's Jensen huge, injured right? last week. They yep. they both practiced today, but neither Jensen nor Wirfs can be expected to be at 100%. And when you start looking at what the Rams can do pass rush-wise, against an injured offensive line, it does kind of harken back to when the Broncos, in the 2015 AFC Championship game, Von Miller went off, no doubt. But a big part of the reason why he was able to do that was because DeMarcus Ware, Malik Jackson, and Derek Wolfe all had huge games in the pass rush as well. You couldn't simply put your attention on one person. And now you have a Bucks offensive line with two of its three best pieces coming into the game hurt, having to contend with Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, who's probably going to be a real problem uh, for Ryan Jensen if they choose to have him attack right up the middle, and Leonard Floyd. And so the Rams have the equation here to cause Tom Brady the types of problems that he has rarely seen. And that is the Rams path to an upset.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I'll stick with the Rams. Uh, my buddy, Chad from Greenfield's pool and sports bar. We're going to be out there on the 25th as guest bartenders. He Mm -hmm. just texted me and said, Hey, way to pick the Niners. Um, (laughs) Actually, Chad, I picked the Niners in spite of you as much as anything else. I'm rooting for the Niners because I want Rogers to come here. Yep. No, I'm kidding. I want my I want my friends teams to win my father. I get it. Um, And and I I actually I'm kind of picking Chad over my dad, aren't I? But I see but I see Chad more and my dad doesn't buy me drinks. Then again, neither does Chad. So maybe I should go with the Packers. Let me think about this. Should I still stick with the uh, Niners?
2: You made that the pick. I mean, I think you got to ride with it at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Chad is a better pool player and a better golfer than me. Why I'm siding with this guy, I have absolutely no idea. But I am. Coming up after the break, I've got some interesting news. I was just uh, texting back and forth with a source about the Broncos' coaching search. We all believe who's number one. I think you're going to be surprised to hear who is number two. I'm not. not You might. And it's not. It's not who everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. It's not who everybody thinks. That's next. To want me, to help me, to tell
0: me
1: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for what's trending.
0: What's trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. All right, Mace, a lot
1: of people believe that Dan Quinn is the front runner to get the Broncos job. I still believe he is. I think a lot of people believe and are hoping that Nathaniel Hackett from the Packers is number two in line if Quinn either doesn't get the offer or doesn't take the job. I have been told, and you texted me and you were spot on, that Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, was beyond impressive in his interview.
2: I heard he nailed it.
1: Yes, Absolutely he, was, it. he was the most impressive of everyone, including Quinn. Uh, a very good source just told me that the Houston Texans are going to offer Gannon the job tonight. So what did I do just for fun? wanted I already knew about Gannon, but I wanted to learn a bit, little bit more. So I went on Wikipedia to look at the guy's extensive background. Mm-hmm. You know what it says? Houston Texans head coach. Wow. well, the, the the wiki hacks work fast, yes, they do. But you know what? At the end of the day, my source told me he's getting offered the job.
2: And you know what? and and part and he, things are happening quickly in Houston because earlier today, we saw Josh McCown's name floating out there. Yeah. And there were reports that the Texans wanted somebody else to interview McCown to justify potentially hiring him, but floating the name account out there may have had a dual purpose. The other purpose being let's put a trial balloon out there and see how this is perceived. Well, it was universally shredded because you're saying you are, you are literally thinking about hiring somebody who's been a high school assistant, part-time coach for three years. And that is all of his coaching experience. And so it got absolutely destroyed.
1: Well, um, I, I'll I'll take the floating of McCown's name in a different direction. Yeah. You you think it is, is what? Say it again. Why well, do you I think, think they, they i Is the a trial balloon? I don't I, think it's a trial balloon. I think they floated.
2: I, they wanted to see the, the reaction, and it was so negative mm-hmm. that they that they're quickly nope. pivoting in another direction.
1: Nope, I don't think that's why they did it. I'll tell you why I think they did it. Because they wanted to get everybody off the scent of the trail. If Gannon was that good with the Broncos, I'm sure he was that good with everybody else. And this is what I was told about Gannon. And listen, you wrote a whole article about it. But I'll tell you something that maybe you didn't have in your article. I read all of them, but I don't remember everyone word for word. There are some guys who are better coordinators than head coaches. What was said to me about Gannon? He will be a better head coach than a coordinator. That's just how this guy is hardwired, and that's why he was so impressive.
2: Yeah, even though, like the the resume, it's very, it's very meh. To, I to to put it kindly, in terms of in terms of the fact that he he actually he's only been a full position coach uh since 2018 like he he was 3 years as the Colts DB coach and then one year as coordinator before that worked with the Vikings as assistant defensive backs coach for 4 years and a quality co- control coach before that so it is a thin resume but he's made an impression and clearly he made an impression on George Payton because when Payton was around him in Minnesota he was a low-level assistant, like I said, assistant DB's coach, and so and, and got on his and got on his radar, and now we'll see where where this goes. I mean, it's I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and uh, it has not been corrected yet.
1: Right. Yes. But I've been told he's going to be offered the job tonight. Yes. And he is a strong, strong, strong number two for the Broncos. Yes. Stronger than Hackett. Stronger than Hackett. Yep. Stronger than he
2: would be. I I will say this. He might he might be a good coach, but I believe that he would be a very hard sell to the public here.
1: Who cares? You know, you know what matters? Wins. You don't need to sell your head coach. All you need to do is win. The, Do you think the, people aren't gonna go to games because they're upset he's the head coach? I think people, I way, think
2: people would go to games. I think there would be some questions. I think there would actually be questions in a lot of public spheres over having someone yeah. come from Minnesota and bring in right. somebody who was from yeah. Minnesota. I think I yeah. think that would lead to some questions, considering that George Payton, he brought in he was he was one of the people who did bring in Teddy Bridgewater, although that was the guy that Vic that, that Vic Fangio wanted. He's made but he's made deals to bring in ex Vikings. There are ex Vikings personnel people working under George Payton. I believe there would be some pointed questions to say, What are you doing here? Why are you trying to recreate Minnesota, which hasn't been all that successful?
1: Well, you know who else got questioned a lot? The Chargers for hiring Brandon Staley. After listening to this guy talk, do you really think the Chargers made a mistake, honestly?
2: I think we're still learning that because I think he gives well, a, of course I think, I think I think he gives a very impressive press conference and I think he's very bright. I also think the Chargers underachieved this year and their defense and their defense was terrible.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, let's go let's go to Dan Quinn for a minute, okay? Because I, I the Broncos might do a second round of interviews, but certainly Quinn I believe is at the top of the list. The Giants um hired Joe Schoen from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said yesterday that you believe that Quinn might be very, very interested in the Giants. From the people I talked to today, I'll tell you right now, Dan Quinn has no shot of even getting the job.
2: Now that they've hired a Buffalo guy who might hire a Buffalo assistant because you have two Buffalo assistants who are considered to be relatively high candidates for jobs, Brian Dayball and Leslie Frazier.
1: That's number one. But you want to know number two? Even if Schoen wasn't hired, I don't think Quinn gets the job. You want to know why? Why? Because the owner reached out to Robert Flores and said, hey, I really want you. Who's Robert Flores? Or uh, Flores. uh, Brian Flores, excuse me. (laughs) Brian Flores, my bad. Excuse me. Brian Flores, formerly of the Dolphins. So Mara reached out to him. Said, "I I would love for you to possibly be our head coach. Of course he did that before he hired Sean, which is stupid. Well, you're undercutting your GM the day before you hire him by reaching out to a coaching candidate?
2: Well, it depends what kind of structure they've uh, they've been talking about with the Giants. Are they talking about a structure where the coach reports to the GM or is it going to be one a, a dual setup where you have the GM and the coach on the same level and then the owner breaks the ownership breaks the tie. I have no or, or idea. Or someone representing the owner breaks it. The th- they breaks the tie. We've seen because that structure exists with a lot of teams.
1: Mace, what I'm saying is, yesterday Mara reached out to Flores before he had a GM. The owner did. That carries a lot of weight. I think you would agree. The next day they hire Shone from Buffalo. Shone would love to bring in Dayball or Leslie Frazier. How's that conversation gonna go? I think this is I don't this think this is who I want and this is who I want. You know what the bottom again, line is? But
2: again, it depends what again, it depends what kind of structure are they having. Is it going to be a powerful GM where the coach reports to him, or is it gonna be the GM and coach on equal on, on equal footing? That's what I think determines. How that is going to be perceived if it's already been presented to shown that, hey, you're taking this job, but the coach is going to be on equal level with you. Then I don't think there's any awkwardness.
1: Well, you know what I can promise you with whether it's awkward or not? Dan Quinn's not getting offered the job. I don't care if he grew up inside of that state. Well, and that's
2: and that's why the and that and and that's where the GM hire does come into play. And I look if they had hired coach first and then GM, and that was that was the point I made with Dan Quinn yesterday. Hire if they hire him first, and then the GM comes in as somebody that work that works hand in hand with him. Then that's what you could see hiring I, the GM. Yes, it takes Dan Quinn out.
1: I understand that, but the coach has already tipped his hand who he wants. He wants Flores. So we can throw in.
2: The coach has already tipped his hand. What are you talking about?
1: The owner has tipped oh, his hand. You said the coach, yeah. I'm sorry. The owner has tipped his hand and reached out to Flores directly.
2: How do you know he reached out to him without
1: shown knowing? That's not my point. This has to do with <sighs> Quinn. This I, I has nothing to do with the GM. You're missing my point. The owner knows who he wants. It still may be Dayball. What I'm saying is Quinn's not getting the job. Well, I Well, that's what we...
2: That we talked about that earlier. We earlier. I thought we were past that. No, what I'm that's saying not, is that, that's not re, that's not relevant anymore. Quinn, you know, Quinn has gone. The conversation's
1: moved on to Flores. Why are we still so talking about my, Quinn with the Giants? My point is is that for those in Denver that want Quinn to be the head coach. They don't have to worry about the Giants anymore, whether whether Schoen was hired or not.
2: And like I said, it was only a consideration if they hired right. the coach first. That's what I said yesterday. Right. Yeah. They hired the
4: GM first, and have- so you move on.
1: What do we have coming up on, just in case you missed it?
4: Denver has added another free agent to their roster, at least on a 10-day contract, so we'll see if it sticks, but it's reuniting... A player with his old coach, Michael Malone. Who is it? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric
1: and Andrew. Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason watches mylifeSports.com. You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you want to protect yourself and your family, then you need to go with my guy Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. He did my estate plan, did my living well with that. Dan, how are you, my friend?
3: Very good. How are you?
1: Good. When people wow, Are you laughing at me already? I mean, couldn't you
3: wait at least a minute? <laughs> that was at, least, at least wait a minute. Line.
1: in. Okay, just checking. All right, uh, feel free to laugh later. And, and okay. listen, that would be nothing new for me. Uh, I think there are a lot of people, when they hear me say estate plan and will, they think, God, I I need to have a lot of money. Uh, Let's say somebody has a job that doesn't pay a lot and doesn't own a home. They should still come see you, don't you think?
3: Yeah, there's always a couple things that pretty much every adult needs. Um, if you have anybody relying on you at all for anything, as far as, like, even if you're just splitting a rent, right? I mean, like, what are they going to do if, uh, if, if you're suddenly not able to pay that rent? Or, um, I don't know, any expenses uh, that come up. Like, somebody's got to figure that out if you, can't, uh, if you can't pay your cell phone bill. I mean, it's it can be stuff as minor as that up to, yeah, um, mortgages and things like that, of course. Um, and then the other thing is just um, authorizing people to take care of you if you are um, suddenly hospitalized or, again, need someone to pay your bills just because you're not able to. um, That doesn't really require a lot of money Um, if you're hospitalized. Like, you can't rely on your family to be able to come in and speak for you. The hospital might have its own policies about that. They're not going to assume that your parents or your girlfriend or um, your kids even, um, you know, can speak on your behalf because sometimes people don't want that.
1: So there are people who believe, well, I don't have a lot of money. What do I need it for? Then there are people who are single and say, yeah. what do I need it for? Yeah. That, that to me, if you have any assets and you're single, you know, who's going to decide that, right?
3: Yeah it's a lot less obvious, actually. So, I mean, when we have people come in here who have kids, I mean, most of the time, the idea is we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we make this as easy as possible for these kids to take over these assets and get this stuff wrapped up? Um, and if you don't have kids, a lot of people come in here and say, well, I don't have kids, so going would be really easy. Well, actually, the, the, the state statutes and all the, you know, kind of the, everything that's designed to make this happen is really designed with the idea that yeah you have kids so when you don't have kids it's just uh, a lot of creativity there and um, the results of what might happen if you don't have a plan don't you know don't reliably line up with how people actually want it to be done um you know you're talking about shooting out stuff to siblings or parents or whatever else and it can be kind of weird results if you don't actually plan it
1: how do people get a hold of you dan
3: uh, they can call us at three zero three five seven eight two seven four five, or they can go to our website, themackenziefirm dot com.
1: By the way, you doing okay after that uh, Michigan loss in the semifinal game? Uh, you, have you recovered?
3: Uh, all right. Well, I guess this call's over. So no. To you no, I'm
1: doing okay? <laughs> Are you doing okay? Are you doing okay? I, they Matthew did great. A you
3: know, it was a good season, and we can we can be <laughs> happy about that, right? So, yes, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs>
1: My man, everybody, Dan, Everybody go to the... ends with
3: a loss, right? I mean, that's the that's the problem. Everybody except for one team has to end with a loss, so that's how it goes.
1: You've got you've got a good attitude. Do You think Harbaugh's going to stay? Do you want him to stay? Uh,
3: boy, it's really dicey. Uh, I would not bet money on it at the at the moment myself. But yeah, we'll see. He's kind of a weird guy.
1: Yes, he is, and he loves his khaki <laughs> pants. My man, Dan McKenzie. Find him at themckenziefirm dot com. Have a nice weekend. All right, you too. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word. Are you ready?
0: Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town, two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it.
4: Just in case you missed it, free agent center Demarcus Cousins has signed a 10 day contract with the Denver Nuggets. We talked about this a while ago. It didn't necessarily become official until today, as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and confirmed by a friend of the program, Mike Singer. Boogie, I just saw a video of him warming up at Ball Arena in some Denver Nuggets gear, and he is now reunited with his former coach from the Sacramento Kings, Michael Malone. How big of a factor do you think that relationship was in Cousins landing in Denver, at least in a short-term capacity?
1: Eric, you want to lead off? Yeah, huge. Because I remember when Mike Malone took over and Boogie was having some problems... Uh, I think Mike Malone, if I remember Michael Malone, excuse me, I think he, I can't say that he was public in his support of Cousins because he plays for another team, but at least off the record, he had great things to say about him and I believe wanted to coach him and now he's going to get his chance. And if you look at what Cousins has done so far this season, he's averaging 17 minutes a game. That's it. And he's averaging nine points and six rebounds. Think about what this guy could do with, gee, I don't know, twenty-five to thirty minutes a game.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's—I haven't dove into it, but uh, how come uh, he only lasted seventeen games with the with the Bucks earlier this year? Why they He's let him He's a difficult go? guy. They were yeah. not He's interested a in guy.
4: guaranteeing the rest of the contract. Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: I mean, it seemed like for a team like that, that's pushing for another title, would have made a lot of sense to keep him around. I mean, I think you're 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 counting on. Malone kind of channeling him, right, and making sure he doesn't cause any problems. That's what you're hoping for.
1: This is the amazing thing to me about Boogie Cousins. If you had to guess off the top of your head, how old do you think he is, Mace?
2: Uh, 31.
1: Did you know that, or did you look it up, or was that was a guess?
2: I looked up his basketball reference page earlier. Today, gotcha. Earlier today,
1: it feels like he has been in the league since the nineteen seventies.
2: It does, but I mean the thing I remember, I just remember he was one of the he was one of the one and dones at Kentucky from back in the day.
1: He was right. So, so when I yeah. saw that he was thirty one, I'm like, I'm thinking this guy's like thirty nine. I feel like he's been around forever, and the guy can and the guy can still contribute. No, he isn't what he was. You know. Five years ago when he was averaging 25 points a game and 13 rebounds and 5 assists he's not the same guy but then again he's also not getting the same playing time either. Right, I mean he can be useful
2: and if if yeah. anyone's going to maximize that use it's a coach that ha- that has an affinity for him and a coach for whom Cousins has his own affinity so let's see how it goes.
4: Yeah, I love this move Guys, by the gonna, Nuggets to uh, to bring so in I. a guy who's yeah. got some size to come off the bench for them when Jokic isn't on the floor, and bring maybe a little little bit more of a mean streak, like we saw when Aaron Gordon uh, was chest to chest with Russell Westbrook a couple uh, nights
1: ago. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Danny? I'm hoping they don't use him, or I should say, not use him, like JaVale McGee. I agree. I hope agree. he's not a towel. I hope he's not a towel waiver on the bench like Mike Miller. And JaVale McGee. No, he needs me. Use the guy. He can still play. He can still play. Is that it, Dan? Uh, let's
4: do one more. Let's do a fun one. A video on Twitter today of a man fighting off a bear on his patio to protect his dogs. It seemed like a small black bear. Not sure the uh, genus, species, all the specifics. But is there any wild animal that you have the confidence you could defend your family or your pets from bare handed
1: well, I, I'm wondering if the guy in the video is Bill Kolar, the Broncos' defensive coach. I'm, I can't confirm if it is or it isn't. I can neither I'll confirm say nor deny. Danny, Danny, you are you are not a father yet, and Andrew, you are, and I am. I I I will say this as a father: the the capability of a father to defend, we don't know until we are in that situation. But when that adrenaline kicks in. I wouldn't say my money is on the dad against a mountain lion. I wouldn't say that, but I would say with that adrenaline being high, wanting to protect your kids, I'd put good odds on a lot of different situations. Mace, what do you think?
2: I think so. Even though, again, like I have no clue how I would handle it. I have no clue uh, what animal that I would that I would feel confident against.
1: But yeah, yeah.
2: At least or at minimum, at least buy time while I get mauled.
1: By the way, um, as I'm doing this show, as you know, I'm at home. My daughter sitting across the table from me. So let me rephrase that. When it comes to defending your kids against a large animal, it really depends on how much you love your kids. <laughs> and she just looked at me and said, Dad, you're done, which we're done. <laughs> Guys, thanks for everything you did all week back at the station. Mace, you were terrific all week. You too. And uh, I, will, I will see you sometime next week in studio.